How many of you have heard Jensen Franklin speak before? Raise your hand. All right. How many of you have never heard him? Raise your hand. You've never heard him. Wow, that's amazing. So the last time he spoke here was like five years ago. And tonight I told him, please don't make it that long again the next time that you come. We are so honored to have Pastor Jensen in the house. He is a mentor to me from afar. His messages, his books have shaped me as a pastor here. How many of you have read some of his books, listened to his messages weekly, TV, ministry? Incredible. I am so stoked for this new book, and I can't wait to hear the message he's going to bring tonight. Will you welcome tonight Pastor Jensen Franklin? Wow, what a Wednesday night crowd. My goodness, this is amazing. <laughs> Look at this picture. Who, who, who has the picture over here? Who, who are these guys? Look at this. That is funny. That is funny. Can I take that home and give it to my wife? I want her to, I want her to get up every morning, just hold that up, and flash me with that picture of me. Amen. All right, turn to someone and say, you look great tonight. Smile at them. Show, them. show them you're happy they're in your neighborhood. You may be seated. Such an honor to be back at Victory. And uh, I love this church and I love this city. It means so much to the body of Christ, the impact, the influence that you have had and continue to have. And uh, I love this family. The daughter family are amazing people. I thought as, as Miss Sharon stood up here, there's so much wisdom in every word that she says. You can just, you know, she's just walked. It's not just the gift. It's the long walk sometimes that gives power to the gift of teaching. And we honor you tonight, Miss Sharon. And I'm so thankful for your friendship. The first time that I came to this church, her husband was the pastor, and I had never met him before, and he was the kindest man I have, one of, I think, probably the kindest pastor I have ever met, and I'm, I'm going to tell you why, because he, he took our ministry up, we were, we were going on television and stuff on new stations, and he took our ministry up an offering, and it was the largest offering to this day that I have ever received in one service. Your husband did that for our ministry and you forgot it and he forgot it, but I didn't and God didn't. And, um, and the next, he booked me for the next year for the conference and he was gone to heaven. And, uh, and I, I am so thankful that his legacy lives on now even greater through, through Paul and through Ashley, who is heavy with child, as the Bible calls it. And, uh, and I will give her a, a pass tonight for not being here since she's going to have a baby any hour now. But, boy, we love you and we thank God for you. I could not be more proud of Paul and all that God is doing through him. I was talking with, I'm not throwing names around, but I was with Brian Houston sometime back. In, uh, at, at, we were actually at Billy Graham's funeral. And we were just talking, and I don't know how, but his name came up. And we both agreed that kid is remarkable. And I call him a kid, but really is a mighty man. 
but he is remarkable and doing remarkable things. Can I get a big amen? And I so honor you and I so believe in you. You've just scratched the surface of what God is going to do. And hey, I just got to say thank you for coming on a Wednesday night. Do y'all have this kind of crowd every Wednesday night? I'll start coming all the time. My goodness. Every Wednesday night. This is, a, this is, this is stupid. This is crazy. This is where everybody goes to church on Wednesday night. And to God be the glory for what he has done. And I'm very humbled that you're here tonight. I really am. And uh, I am. This is the final official final night of my book tour that I've been doing for about five weeks. So this is it. So I got to go out with a blaze tonight. I didn't come playing games. We're going to have church tonight. I ain't here to talk about no book and bore you. I'm here to fire you up in Jesus name. But I will tell you this and then I'm going to preach. At the end of this service, my wife and I wrote this book. We've never, we've never written a book together before. But after raising five children and being married 30 years, we decided to remove the ministerial front and tell the good, the bad, and the ugly. And it's one of the most brutally honest and open books about family conflict and issues that we all face, people who live in town, the body of Christ is full of families that don't speak to one another, people who don't call one another, who, who something happened and we just don't get along anymore. And so I wrote this book called Love Like You've Never Been Hurt. It's interesting. Let me just tell you this about it and then I'm going to preach. But the title is interesting. I, we had to do extensive research because that's public domain, that, that little phrase love like you've never been hurt and when the publisher and ourselves did a thorough um, you know research trying to find who who did it originally belong to love like you've never been hurt even though we cannot completely decisively prove it it seems like all evidence goes to it went back to it's interesting that today is the day, I think today is the day that is the 50th anniversary of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s assassination. And listen to this. This title, they believe, came from a man by the name of Satchel Paige. You've probably not heard of him. But Satchel Paige was the first professional baseball black pitcher in the major leagues. Up until that point, they had something called the Negro League, and that's what he played in. But he became the first pitcher who was inducted into the major league pitching. And the inspiration that came from the title of this book was he was standing on the pitcher's mound hearing racial slurs screamed at him from the stands and after uh, being spit on and, and mocked and made fun of, but he was bad, y'all. I'm gonna tell you, let me tell you one little story I found out about him. Listen to this. The, one of the teams lined up their best batters, their best batters four in a row to, to get up and in an act to, if you know anything about baseball, you put, you put three batters up that are good that can get on base, and then you get your home run king up fourth. They put their four home run kings up. In an attempt to intimidate Satchel Page, 
He, in return, true story, told the outfield to go into the dugout and told his infield to sit down by the bases. And true fact, he pitched a no-hitter and struck them out and won the game. And so after the game, after the game, they interviewed him and they said, well, what about the, the racial slurs that people and names that people were calling you? What do you, what do you have to say about that? And he is the one who came up with the quote, the best that we could tell, love, you got to love like you've never been hurt. So this book will change your life. I'm not here just to sell a book, but I'm going to tell you something. I'll be out in the foyer, I'm going to sign, and I'll sign as long as it takes. But this book will change your life. I promise you that. It's really remarkable what's taking place with it. They have had to reprint it five times. It's been out about 10 days. And they had hoped to sell maybe 50,000 copies in the first part of this year. 40,000 was the goal, they said. And it, it has sold in those nine days over 44,000 copies. And it's now hitting 58,000 that are going out. And it's just steamrolling. It's really remarkable. And it's not because I'm a great author. It's because it's a message for such a time as this. we got to love one another. Love never fails. Do you believe it? All right. Praise God. If you have your Bibles, I'd like for you to open them with me to the book of Acts. And um, I want to go to the book of Acts chapter 13. Acts chapter 13. I'm really torn between two messages tonight. But I'll go to Acts chapter 13. How many of y'all have been filled with the Holy Ghost? Let me see your hand. Would it be all right if I preach what I want to preach? All right, here we go. I'm going to mess it up now. Go to 2 Samuel chapter 5. 2 Samuel chapter 5. I have never preached this sermon, even in my own church. I preached it for Perry Stone at a conference that he was having a few weeks ago with almost 3,000 teenagers. And hundreds of them were filled with the Holy Ghost. Can I preach on this tonight, Pastor? It's Wednesday night. Can I preach on this? All right. Thank you. 2 Samuel chapter 5. This has nothing to do with my book, but turn to somebody and say, I'm still going to get the book. <laughs> I want you to look with me in 2 Samuel chapter 5. I have this message on my heart, and I want to preach it. 2 Samuel chapter 5. I'll begin reading with verse 17. Now, when the Philistines heard that they had anointed David king over Israel, all the Philistines went up to search for David, and David heard of it and went down to the stronghold. Notice that the anointing doesn't just affect us. It affects the enemy. When you are anointed, the enemy knows it. Go to verse 22. Then the Philistines went up once again and deployed themselves in the valley of Raphim. 
Therefore, David inquired of the Lord, and he said, and I want you to notice in that 22nd verse, I underlined it in my Bible once again, which means they kept coming over and over and over again. They were attacking they would not stop. They kept coming back and kept coming. You ever had a problem that just keeps coming back? Notice what happens now. Verse 23, Therefore David inquired of the Lord, and he said, You shall not go up. He inquired of the Lord. Every other time God said, Go up. But this time God said, You shall not go up. Circle around behind them. Come upon them in front of the mulberry trees. And it shall be when you hear the sound of marching in the tops of the mulberry trees, then you shall advance quickly. For then the Lord will go out before you and strike the camp of the Philistines. Notice verse 24, when you hear the sound of marching in the tops of the mulberry trees. I want to talk to you and I'll give you my title halfway or toward the end of this message. But this is heavy on my heart. And I think it's fitting for this group. The enemy rises up against us and it doesn't mean that we're not anointed. It actually is a confirmation that we are anointed. I love the fact that when the enemy came again and again and again against David that he inquired of the Lord every time. You, you have to always seek God and say, Lord, what should I do? When a problem comes at you, what should I do, Lord? And he wasn't stuck in just doing the same old thing, but he asked God and then he stopped talking and let God talk. Real prayer is not when you do all the talking. Present the problem and listen for the voice of God to give you direction. Our God is never without a plan. Our God always has a plan, no matter what you're facing and no matter what's coming against you. He said, you're about to take your enemy, David, by surprise. You're not going to do what he expects you to do. I'm about to launch an offensive against your enemy. And I want you to go over by the mulberry trees. And I want you to hide behind those trees. And I want you to listen for a sound. And when you hear the sound of going or marching through the top of the trees, you are to move when you hear that sound. You are to advance. You're not waiting on your enemy's next move. Notice that. You're waiting on something above you in the tops of the trees to move the tops of the trees. And he said, you're not waiting on the enemy's next move. We're not supposed to sit around wondering what the devil's going to do next. I'm not waiting on what kind of weapon the enemy is going to use. I'm not waiting on a certain... I'm not waiting on, on, on his directive, but we are waiting on a sound, on a wind, on a moving, on a marching. My ears are not tuned in to what the enemy is saying. My e ears are not tuned in to what fear is saying and intimidation 
and lies of the enemy. I'm waiting on a sound, a going, a wind blowing through the tops of the trees, marching through the tops of the mulberry trees. He said, when you hear that, stir yourself. Stir yourself up. The King James says, be stir yourself. Come on, turn to somebody and say, be stir yourself. That's, be stir yourself. When you hear the sound in the top of the trees moving, be stir or stir yourself up. Wait on the Lord and move when you hear the sound. To the enemy, now this is where it gets interesting. To the enemy... It's just going to be the sound of the wrestling of leaves and the creaking of branches. But to you, you hear what the enemy cannot hear. You will hear the sound of moving or going or marching, translations say. They'll hear a breeze. They'll hear a wind. But you'll hear what the enemy can't hear. A sound that only praying people can hear. A sound that only praising people can hear. A sound that only people who are into the Word and seeking God can hear is about to come. And you'll hear the sound of going and marching and victory, but they'll hear a breeze and the creaking of branches and the rustling of leaves. When you hear that, God was saying, I'm sending my angelic army to fight for you. You are about to win a war that the devil has come against you over and over and over, David, in an area where he's attacked over and over and over. You are about to win the war. And it's all because you're going to hear a sound. It's the sound of heaven's warriors approaching it's the sound that is reminding you you're not fighting this battle by yourself. When people are shouting and people are rejoicing, when the anointing hits a room and the presence of God shows up, people begin to hear a sound. We're going to hear it before we leave here. I feel it coming on, I can tell. I know where I'm going, you don't, but we're going to get there. Natural eyes can't see this army. But there's a sound in the tops of the mulberry trees. And when you hear that sound, the wind, the moving, the marching, stir yourself up and be gone with the wind. That's not my title, but it would work. I'm not going to preach long, so you're going to have to get with me. But, but here we go. Are you ready? The United States of America was attacked by the Japanese at Pearl Harbor. And because of that massive attack, they held the upper hand in the Pacific Rim. And we could not sing for a while to get in a position of victory. Everything the United States did, somehow the Japanese knew what we were going to do. They finally realized 
what was happening was many of the soldiers in the Japanese army had learned English and had been trained in our universities and in our schools. So they were listening to the coded messages and deciphering them easily because they understood the language. February 1942 was very important because there was a man by the name of William Johnston. He was a civil engineer and a World War I vet. And he had an idea that he told to a general friend and the general friend got him to the table to the president and the joint chiefs of staff and the NATO leaders. And this was what... He was the son of a preacher, the son of a missionary that lived uh, on the Navajo reservation. His idea was... I know that there is a code that we can come up with that the Japanese could not have ever learned in any university. So they chose 27 men from the Navajo tribe. William Johnston knew the language because he was the son of a missionary. And the 27 men would give each other the battle plan by speaking in the Navajo tribe a language that the enemy could not break the code on. The battle began to turn when they began to use a secret language that they did not, that they could not break, the enemy could not break the code on. These men, here's the name of my sermon, these men were called, and I quote, wind talkers. Hell was winning the battle for the souls of men. Satan and demonic forces had this earth in bondage and they were destroying, killing, and wiping out families and people's lives. Dead religion could not help. But on the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2, Suddenly, there came a sound from heaven. Now, we just had the birth, we just had the death, and we just celebrated the resurrection, but I'm here to proclaim something great is coming called Pentecost. And on the day of Pentecost, suddenly, when they were all in one mind, in one accord, suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a mighty rushing wind. It filled the place where they were sitting and there appeared under them cloven tongues like as a fire. It set upon each of them and they began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them the utterance. They became wind talkers. A mighty rushing wind. And in that moment, they began to speak in the language that only God can interpret and understand. A language was formed that Satan cannot decode. A language was given by the Holy Spirit that defeats the powers of Satan and bondage. Hell cannot understand the prayer language that the Holy Ghost gives. The Holy Spirit gives this language and it is not jibber-jabber. It is not emotionalism and crazy people who are out on some limb somewhere. This is our secret weapon and the enemy knows it. Somebody take a praise break and I'll keep preaching.
I wonder if there are any wind talkers in Tulsa. I've come tonight to declare that I refuse to give up the secret code to be politically correct in a modern day church. I, I personally believe that the baptism in the Holy Ghost with speaking in other tongues is the most important thing that can happen to the believer. Because when you get this prayer language, demons can they cannot break the code when you pray in the Holy Spirit. We need to become wind talkers in the church again. Somebody shout and praise God if you believe it. I believe that it is an attempt from hell to win the war by trying to minimize the power of the Holy Spirit praying through us in a heavenly language. Don't let the devil cheat you out of speaking in tongues. This church was born talking in tongues and this church is going to go up in the rapture talking in tongues. In the last days, God said, I'm going to find me a new generation of wind talkers and I'll pour my spirit out on them and they will prophesy. Does anybody want to see that in your family, in your children, in your children's children? We need the Holy Ghost in Tulsa again. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I read it coming down. That's why I'm so messed up. 1 Corinthians 14. Can I read it? 1 Corinthians 14. I got so many sermons in my Bible, I can't hardly find the Bible. For, are y'all getting anything out of this? 1 Corinthians 14 reads like this. Verse 2, For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. For no one understands him. However, in the Spirit he speaks mysteries. Verse 5, The great apostle Paul said, I wish you all spoke with tongues, but even more that you prophesied. For he who prophesies is greater than he who speaks with tongues, unless there be interpretation that the church may receive edification. Verse 13, Therefore let him who speaks in a tongue pray that he may interpret. Now that's the gift of tongues. But there is the personal experience of being baptized in the Holy Ghost and you get your own prayer language and I'm going to prove it to you through Scripture. Verse 18, the great apostle Paul said, I thank my God I speak with tongues more than you all. Yet in the church, I'd rather speak five words with my understanding and teach others than 10,000 words in a tongue. All he's saying is he's not minimizing tongues. He's saying it has its time and its place. And if you've got people who are lost and they don't know anything about God and you're talking in tongues the whole time, they won't receive anything from you. You'll get real good and blessed. But his point is, there is a time and a place to become a wind talker. I love it because 
He goes on to say, in verse 39, Therefore, brethren, desire earnestly prophecy, and do not forbid to speak with tongues. Let all things be done decently and in order. Did your Bible just say, don't forbid people to speak in tongues? Did your Bible just say, the man who wrote half the New Testament, I thank God I speak in tongues more than you all? Doesn't sound like he's putting it down. He's just saying it needs to be done decently and in order so that it doesn't cause confusion. But to allow modern day religion to rob you of the baptism in the Holy Spirit is to realize that the enemy knows that there is a coded language that he can't break. And it's when you begin out of your innermost being to pray in the Holy Spirit. For when we know not what we should pray, Romans 8, as we ought, the Spirit himself maketh intercession through us with groanings which cannot be uttered. I'm here tonight to proclaim that it's time that we not be intimidated to be wind talkers. The devil wants to rob you of your secret language that God gave you on the day of Pentecost. Somebody said, Would, Preacher, do you believe in once saved, always saved? I believe I am. But I'll tell you what I don't believe in. I don't believe in once filled, always filled. And there's a lot of people that come to our churches and they sit in our seats and they weren't, once were filled. But it's been so long since they've been refilled. I believe once filled, you need all along to get a refilling and a refilling and a refilling until you become a wind talker again and again and again. And when you, when you, that's why he said when you hear the sound of the wind going through the tops, if you'll yield and join to that wind, that's how you win the battles. That's how you win the victory. That's how you overcome things that keep coming again and again and again. Begin to pray. Pray in the Spirit. Begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. And the enemy can be defeated by the anointing of the Holy Spirit. It's not by might nor by power. It's by my Spirit, saith the Lord. Throw your hands up and thank God for the Holy Ghost. Open your mouth. And don't be intimidated. Everybody who wrote a book in the New Testament was a tongue talker, wind, wind talker. Every one of them were in the upper room. Every one of them were filled. And I guess what I'm saying to you tonight is how long has it been since the Holy Spirit fell on you? Some of you have been in meetings that you tell your children and your grandchildren about and they can't hardly believe it. But wouldn't it be something if you got refilled with the Holy Ghost tonight? 
felt the utterance, felt the unction, and became a wind talker all over again. And it'd probably get on your children and your children's children. Somebody said, well, I have the Holy Ghost. I have him. Well, let me tell you what I've learned. I'm from the South, and we have sweet tea. I drank some today. But when I go out to California, they have unsweetened tea. That's all they have. And they'll bring you packs of sugar. And here's a major revelation God gave me one time. Sugar does not make tea sweet. You can pour pack after pack after pack after pack, and it still tastes nasty. You have to stir it. And you may have the Holy Ghost, but it's not what it ought to be until you stir yourself. When you hear the sound of moving, stir yourself up. The Bible said that the gift of God is in you, but you have to stir up the gift that was given to you through the laying on of hands. Your daddy laid his hands on you, Paul, but the gift is, he's gone, but the gift is still there. And when you feel the moving and hear the wind moving, stir it up and become a wind talker. Lift your hands up all over this room and open up your mouth and say, God, make me a wind talker. Stir it up. Put your hand on your belly and stir it up. There's more than dead religion. There's more than another talk and another service. There's more. God wants to possess his church again. We got to become wind talkers. We got to pray in the Holy Ghost. We got to, we, it ought to be as normal for you to pray in the Holy Ghost as it is to breathe. I don't do it when I get up and preach, but I will in a few minutes when they sing. You say, why, Pastor? Because I can. And the devil hates it. And if I were the devil, I'd tell you there's nothing to it too. Because it's just like the analogy I drew. The thing that will win the war is the power of the Holy Spirit being released into your battle. And when you hear the sound of moving, stir yourself and become a wind talker. I hear my wind talker inside right now. He's talking in tongues. I hear him. Well, Pastor Franklin, I didn't know you were that radical. Oh, yeah. I'm going to dance with the one who brought me. I, I'm as country as cornbread. I'm from eastern North Carolina. I didn't have two nickels to rub together. God has raised me up, and now that I... Started from the bottom, now we're here. And now that I'm here, I'm a wind talker. I thank God for the Holy Ghost. I thank God for the anointing. Who do we think we are that we can do without the anointing of the Holy Spirit? Come on, businessman. You better not get so prosperous that you're not a wind talker anymore. Come on, mom. Come on, dad. Come on, teacher. You better not get so smart that you're smarter than that book.
Everything I have, the Holy Ghost gave it to me. Just like the wind blew and said, preach this sermon. I was going to preach another one. It was much more comfortable. But when the wind blows, you better stir up and go. Just stand up. I'm done. It's not how long you preach. It's how quick you believe. Does anybody hear the sound of moving in the mulberry bushes? Does anybody hear the sound of moving in your mulberry bushes? This is something, isn't it? This is a little different, isn't it? Turn to your neighbor and say, bestir yourself. The Lord is marching. Angels are marching. You're about to win the war, the one that you've been fighting again and again and again. You're about to win. One word in the unction of the Holy Ghost can send victory to the battlefield. There's nothing God can't do right now. Lift your hands up. And if you don't understand this, just worship and praise God. But if you know what I'm preaching to be a reality in your life, I want you to lift up your hands. I want you to open up your mouth. I want you to listen for the sound. And when you hear it, I want you to become a wind talker all over again. Are you ready? Just begin to pray all over this building. Oh, we worship you, Jesus. This isn't for us. We're not talking to men now. The Bible said when you speak in an unknown tongue, you do not speak to men. You speak to God. We're bypassing you and we're going to God. It's a code the enemy cannot break. Some of you got marriage issues, family issues, financial issues, health issues. You've tried and it keeps coming back and coming back. Addiction issues, it keeps coming back. You get a hold of what I'm preaching tonight. I want every teenager, I want every young person, I want every mom, every dad, I want every college student who wants to be filled all over again in the power of the Holy Spirit and you want to leave here a wind talker, I want you to get out of your seat and get down here as quick as you can get down here. Just as quick as you can come. I don't care if you're Baptist, I don't care if you're Methodist, I don't care if you're Presbyterian, I don't care if you're Church of God, one God, two God, three God, I don't care. Come down here in the name of Jesus, something is about to break out in this place. I feel it. Lift your hands and begin to worship Jesus. Lift your hands and begin to worship Jesus. Don't worry about tongues. Worship Jesus. And He shall baptize you in the Holy Ghost and fire. And they shall speak with new tongues, Jesus said, in my name. Mark chapter 16. Just begin to praise Him. Just begin to praise Him. You'll hear the sound. You'll hear it inside before you release it through your mouth and through your tongue. If you need to be refilled, get down here. If you've got a bondage you can't break, get down here. If you've got an addiction you can't shake, get down here. This is your night where the Spirit of the Lord is. There is liberty. Now, now look up here at me. 
Everybody look up here at me just one moment. Isaiah 6 says this. It said that the post, the pillars, right before the glory, you know, he said the glory filled the temple, his train filled the temple. Right before it, if you read that story, it said the pillars begin to shake. The Lord spoke to me one time and he said, the pillars are the people who have built the house. They've been there a long time. And he said, the first thing that will happen when my spirit is filling a church is I'll go to the older folks and I'll shake those pillars. And when the power starts moving on the pillars, it'll spread and the glory will come in when the pillars begin to shake again. How many of you have been in this church for 10, 15, 20 years? Let me see your hand. Raise it up high. You are the pillars. 10, 15, 20, some of you longer than that. Raise your hand if you've been in this church that long. There's a lot of hands out there. I want you to ask God to feel you first. Every one of you out there. Now to receive the, this gift that we are calling wind talkers tonight. All you have to do is number one, know that your sins are forgiven. Do you know that your sins are forgiven? Would you like to know that your sins are forgiven? Then everybody under the sound of my voice, pray this prayer. Say these words, Lord Jesus, I believe in you. I believe you died. I believe you rose again. I believe you paid the penalty for my sin and in rising up from the grave you give me life and you take away my sin I am free I am forgiven now if you believe that you need to have great confidence right now the Bible said you are forgiven and you are free so here's what I want you to do when I received the baptism in the Holy Ghost, I was 16 years old. I'd gotten off of work. I was working as a busboy at a Chinese restaurant. I came to church. It was a Friday night revival. We had a missionary by the name of Ram Kasun from Trinidad who was preaching. I sat in the back and I was struggling. I, I, I was a preacher's kid. And I had gotten saved, but I kept going back again and again and again to things that I shouldn't be doing. And I felt myself starting to go back again. And I was tired of that, that, that up and down, in and out. And as he preached that night, something got a hold of me. I walked down to the aisle. That pastor walked over and he said, raise your hands, young man. He didn't push me. He touched me. When he touched me, the power of God came upon my physical body. And when I hit the floor, I was saying up until that point, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. But when I hit the floor, I was saying, hallelujah. And I knew me. I would not dare do that. I knew me. And I laid in that floor and I prayed. 
It didn't sound like the preacher, and it didn't sound like sister so-and-so. It was a one little syllable that God gave me, but I became in that moment a wind talker. I believe if I had not had that encounter with God that Friday night, that floor in North Rocky Mount Church of God, and received the baptism in the Holy Ghost, I would not have a ministry. I would have totally missed God's will for my life. That night, that single night, became the most important night of my life as a Christian. Because from that night forward, I had a secret coded language that has birthed everything God wanted to do in my life. Now, how many of you tonight would say, Pastor, I know that I'm saved, but I would love to be filled or refilled with the baptism in the Holy Ghost and pray in tongues as the Spirit gives the utterance. Let me see your hand. This is beautiful. This is beautiful. Such hunger, Pastor. Such hunger. You're going, you're going to receive. Don't seek tongues. It's like a pair of shoes. You don't ever go in and try out shoes and, and then say, can I buy a pair of tongues to go with them? You know, the part of the shoes right there is, is called the tongue. They'll, they'll look at you like you're crazy and say, oh, sir, the tongues are part of the shoe. You don't have to seek tongues. It's part of the package. You just focus completely on Jesus Christ and begin to praise Him. Get a praise phrase. Thank you, Jesus. Whatever feels good to you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Don't sit there like this, though. They spake as the Spirit gave them the utterance. The Holy Ghost didn't speak. They spake as the Spirit gave them the utterance. You'll hear the sound. If you'll listen, you'll hear the sound. You'll hear one little syllable of whatever it is God gives you. He may give you the whole river. The more you pray in it, the more it gets to flowing. Are you ready? Are you ready? I said, are you ready? Get your praise phrase. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Focus on Jesus. Jesus is the baptizer in the Holy Ghost. Lift up holy hands. They are holy because the blood of Jesus has cleansed you. And open up your mouth. Close your eyes and begin to worship Jesus and begin to glorify Him right now. I want our altar teams and I want our altar workers to just kind of help me and our pastors. And we're going to lay hands on many of you and pray for you. And even if we don't lay hands on you, it's not even as important tonight. It's just here. Just listen for the sound. They're going to begin to worship. They're going to begin to glorify. And when, and when you hear the sound, open your mouth and release that wind talking spirit. It's ready. God wouldn't have me preach this tonight if he couldn't back this word up in your life. Are you ready? Here it is. In the mighty name of Jesus, receive ye the Holy Ghost. Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Somebody give me about a hundred intercessors praying in the Holy Ghost in this room right now. 
Now lift your hands high and begin to worship. Lift your hands high and begin to worship. It's real, friend. It's real. You fight in a battle that you can't win in the flesh. It keeps coming again and again and again. You need the power of the wind. You need that wind talking spirit. Oh, God, feel me. That's it. That's it. Yield yourself. Yield yourself. Beg, you don't have to plead, just receive. The blood deserves it. The cross deserves it. Jesus said, I must go so the Comforter can come, so the Holy Spirit can come. Hundreds of you are being refilled right now. Hundreds of you who have, who have prayed in the Spirit before, but it's been a long time. You are being refilled right now. Yield. You hear the sound. Yield. Yield. Stir up. Stir it up. Stir it up. This gift, this promise is for you and for your children and to many that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. That's it. Pray, 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 pray. There it is. I hear a sound. I hear a sound. God's anointing you for your future. God's anointing you for your future. God's calling you for your purpose. You're going to need this power. You're going to need this revelation. I can't control. I want more of you, God. And I want more of you, God. Instead of fire down in my soul. Set a fire down in my soul that I can't contain. I can't control. I want more of you. Somebody beside you. We're going to lay hands tonight.
Just touch them on the shoulder is all you need to do. Just touch them gently on the shoulder and begin to pray one for another because there is a moving. There is a moving. God is calling people back to intercessory prayer. God is calling people back to intimacy with the Spirit of God. He's calling you back to that prayer language. He's calling you back to being filled with the power of the Holy Ghost, walking in the Spirit, walking in joy, walking in faith and freedom. This is your night. This is your night. Now begin to pray and just right now stir up the gift. Stir up the gift. It's there. Stir it up. Stir it up. It's the stirring that makes it work. Glory to God. Oh, hallelujah. I believe there's about 500 people who are hearing the sound. And all you need to do is open your mouth and release that wind-talking spirit. Let it go, 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 let it go. There he is, there he is, there he is. Receive, 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 receive. It's not going to keep coming back and again and again and again. There is a victory declared in the midst of your war tonight. Hallelujah. I hear the sound of victory coming in the wind. Lord, fill all these young people. Fill them with the Holy Ghost. Fill them with the anointing. Fill them with that wind talking spirit in Jesus mighty name glory glory now let me ask you how many of you tonight have received the gift of the Holy Ghost and you've released that wind talking spirit can I see your hand can I see your hand to God be the glory. Can I see your hand? I think we ought to sing one more song. And can we just, listen, just one moment. What I really feel is this is, this is not just about this service, but the, the prayer warrior in you is being awakened again. Don't be surprised if while you're riding to work in the morning, the wind talker comes through. Don't be surprised if you've got a business meeting tomorrow that the wind talker, before you ever get in the business meeting, intercedes to you in private and you walk in and obtain a public victory and you'll know the secret. Only you and God will know the secret. Don't be surprised if the house you've tried to sell sells this week because you have a secret coded language that broke through the principalities and powers. Don't be surprised if the son who you haven't heard from comes home and the drug addict daughter gets delivered because we have power in the Holy Spirit tonight. receive this lift your hands high and for the next 30 seconds before they sing I want you to turn the volume from it's about at one or two on your throat I want you to turn it all the way up to about nine 
and I want you to lift your voice with the voice of triumph and I want you to shout unto God and I want you to praise Him that you're not fighting your battles alone. The Holy Ghost in you is greater. going to be good. I just didn't expect it to be over the top incredible tonight. Man, for real, how many of y'all felt like it wasn't just a sermon? There was something that shifted in this place tonight, in your life, in your heart. I told you some of you were going to have a marked moment with God, an encounter 
that you would never be the same again. Tonight, that happened for many of you in this place. Thank you, Pastor Jensen Franklin. Can we give a big applause for him? Let God use him tonight.